Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Markets in minutes. I'm Michelle Martin. Asia Pacific shares are trading in the red this morning on the back of some overnight selling on Wall Street. Now, investors are also standing by waiting for the release of consumer price data from China. That is due out in less than half an hour. Sydney down two thirds of a percent. Tokyo and Seoul both off nearly half a percent in early trade. Joining me for a closer look at all the market action. You got over a hump day okay? It's Thursday. How are you doing, Ryan? <laughs> well, one day closer to the weekend, I am feeling great. That's good. It was really tough for me yesterday. Now, we start this morning in the world of cryptocurrencies, or perhaps more accurately, how regulators are reacting to some crypto financial products. But first, Ryan, let me ask you a question. How much interest does your savings account pay? Wow, I believe it's quite close to zero. Ah, yes, safe answer. You remember the days when bank accounts used to pay several percent? Those were the days. Mm-hmm. Well, some crypto exchanges do offer interest payments for people who deposit their tokens. Consider the case of Coinbase. It's listed on NASDAQ and it was planning to launch a new product called Coinbase Lend, which would pay users an annual interest rate of about 4%. So US regulators say they intend to sue Coinbase, though, if it goes ahead with the launch. Ryan, why is that? Yeah, I think it's a case of you know, how a product might look safe on the surface, but when you dig into it, it has a lot of uh, details you need to be aware of. So here you have a new product by a cryptocurrency exchange, uh, Coinbase Land. So essentially, the SEC, the market regulator, is calling it a security. So that means it's under the purview of its supervision. And right now, it's not happy with how safe or unsafe it is right now for the retail investor. So with that kind of lack of support, it says if they do go through to launch it, the SEC will sue Coinbase. Okay, uh, I want to take a step back for a moment. How do products like Coinbase Lend actually work? Okay, so just like you pointed out, it's a bit of a savings account. But think about it as how uh, Coinbase will then consolidate all the monies, in this case, be digital tokens, mm. into one pool and then use that pool to lend it to others who want it. So like how a bank would work, it would then have a bit of a margin or spread. So it would maybe lend it at a high interest rate. And then in return, it would pay you, the lender, a bit of an interest rate. In this case, they're projecting 4%. So that is how they work. They borrow from someone and lend it to someone else. So it's sort of like you having your own NIM as a bank. Almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say the SEC is sending a signal not just to Coinbase but to the entire crypto industry that tougher measures and new regulations are on the way? I would say the writing has been on the wall for quite some time. So what we have here is maybe things might pick up even more because here with the latest episode around Coinbase, Coinbase is now on a PR campaign against the SEC. So with that, you know, potentially triggering even more of a spat in public, it could force either party into a corner. And already in the past few months since the SEC chair, Gary Gensler, was um, elected to be the leader of this um, market regulator, he has already outlined that he wants to clamp down on crypto, especially in the DeFi space. So that has already been outlined. Mm. The blueprint has been there. And now he is just following through on what he said earlier. So he wants to hold accountable all the cryptocurrency firms out there. So it's a warning that we might see a crackdown looming. 
I think it is signs of increasing aggression. I mean, it is unusual for U.S. regulators to take action like this before a product has been launched. Market Watch calls it a shot across the bow for decentralized finance or DeFi products. Shares of Coinbase, meanwhile, fell more than 3% overnight. Now, next up, the broader markets and the U.S. economy. The U.S. Federal Reserve is pointing to two problems in its latest report that are potentially troublesome, a slowing economy and rising wages. What's the latest here, Ryan? Yeah, so the Beige Book is pretty much of a report card of what the Fed puts together. So with its latest findings, it's pointing to how the US economy is now on a, what it calls a downward shift slightly. So I'm interpreting it as a bit of a, it's still going, it's growing, but maybe at a lower gear. So that's how I would read into it. So you've got a couple of things going. And that is, like you pointed out, rising prices of some um, input costs. For example, manpower, that is going up. Raw materials, commodities, that has been going up and really uh, putting pressure on the profit margins of many businesses. So the rising prospects of uh, inflation is going to be a concern for many businesses because they now have to decide, do we absorb it or do we pass it on to consumers? And if we do, can consumers actually take it up? Mm. Because not everyone is... You know, at a good place right now when it comes to the recovery. And another interesting thing that they have pointed out is how um, the supply chain may be going through a bit of a hopefully temporary problem because um, anecdotally, some of the problems they face include delayed deliveries. In one example they cited, a bridal shop was unable to receive its dresses on time. So that meant... Several bridal parties could not go through. So we can imagine that happening, some events not happening, no people not spending. That really has an impact on the economy. Mm. And another supplier, a beer brewery, mm-hmm. said prices of deliveries of freight has gone up by twice. So that is something that really uh, has to be taken into account when you put into the equation how much do you charge your consumers right now when your price of your input is going up by double. So that is the prospects of what's happening with inflation and with inflation going up that feeds into what the Fed might do. Were they taper or not earlier? Is that still on track? And then the other side of the equation is are jobs coming back fast enough? So we've got a couple of things for the Fed to figure out when it meets Gosh. sometime in the next two weeks. Business is already feeling inflation. Investors sold off on the news overnight. The S&P 500 closed down for the third straight session. The Dow and NASDAQ closed down as well. Alright, time for corporate news. It is our game of up or down. Let's focus on two local companies. Ryan, are you ready? Let's go. Singapore's online gaming and e-commerce giant. They're called C-Limited. Yeah, the owner of Shopee and Garena, mm. I would call it a down. That's because investors are selling on the prospects of its share price likely to be diluted when it raises more money by selling more shares. In mm-hmm. fact, it will be the largest secondary offering to date in 2021. So it's going to be selling 11 million shares. That is going to be worth billion plus equity-linked debt to the tune of 
$2.5 billion. And it's really taking advantage of how share prices of C have gone up so much. It's just capitalizing on that run. Yeah, I think this one is tricky. I'm actually going to go with up because I think that overall the fundraising activity is going to be good news for C. Uh, but C shares are down in after hours trade. All right, next up, another Singapore-based tech company. They're called TDCX. Its name stands for Transformative Digital Customer Experience. So Ryan, is TDCX an up or down in your book? All right, I would go with up because it is filing for an IPO on the New York Stock Exchange offering ADRs. So it is, like you pointed out, a provider of digital customer experience services. So it will be able to just get more money to expand its businesses. So it's a fast-growing sector and being able to you know, leverage capital to grow even faster is going to be quite crucial to get market share right now. Yeah, another example of a local business that's skipping Singapore Exchange to raise funds overseas. TDCX planning to list on the New York Stock Exchange. Definitely an up for TDCX, down for SGX though. Let's take a look at markets now. We are 13 minutes into the local trading day. Singapore was one of the worst performing Asian bourses yesterday. The Straits Times Index dropped one and a quarter percent to 30.68. So how's the SDI trading this morning? Yeah, that was the sharpest drop in more than two weeks weeks and that 1.3% drop snapped a two-day winning streak. So let's take a look at how we are right now. Well, it's flat on the dot at 0% at 3,069 points. So investors still struggling to figure out what to do from here. And a snapshot of the STI split across the middle between green and red. Um, Right at the top, we've got Dairy Farm up one point. 1%. 1%. It's been on a rather good run recently because of the prospects of um, higher cases, meaning people staying at home more and shopping at the supermarkets. Of course, Dairy Farm is um, the owner of Giant here. Mm. Uh, Yangji Jung Shipbuilding at the bottom, down 1.2%. And worth watching, of course, is Hong Kong Land. It's been one of the counters on a good run in the past few days. In fact, it was the top performer, the only counter yesterday in the green, up 2.3% on Wednesday. And it is now, right now, trading in the green by 0.2%, extending its gains by, and now at All right, coming up, I'm going to introduce you all to a self-made millionaire and she now shares a blueprint for financial freedom with the world. Stay tuned. That's coming up in minutes. Thanks, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.